0: Hey, you, you're listening to Radio Taiwan International. I'm your host, Sharon Lin, and welcome back to my show. Come along. Yes, welcome back to the show. So today we are introducing you to, and in a way, heading together to the National Human Rights Museum. If you've been following the news on Taiwan, yes, this is the National Human Rights Museum U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited in August of 2022. This is an episode you don't want to miss. Not long ago, I went to the National Human Rights Museum's Jingmei branch and sat down with the museum's director Hong Shifang, where he shared with me what visitors could see nowadays in a museum and some unforgettable stories from political victims of the white terror in Taiwan. Director Hong, thank you so much for your time, and also huge shout out to museum staff Zhang Yanchang, who helped make this interview possible. You will hear from Director Hong very shortly, and now it is time for a brief introduction of the museum and its history. And yes, so this section will only be you and I, just me talking to you about the museum's history, which is very important, so anyway, bear with me. Alright, the National Human Rights Museum was open to the public in 2018, and currently it has two branches people could visit. There will be a third branch sometime in the future, but they're still in their planning stage, so today we will only focus on the current two branches, both are free and open to the public. One is the Jingmei White Terror Memorial Park in New Taipei City, Taiwan, on Taipei Metro's Green Line. This branch is located on the main island of Taiwan, you know, the one that looks like a sweet potato on the map? <laughs> because the other branch is the Green Island White Terror Memorial Park, located on, you guessed it, Green Island, one of Taiwan's outlying islands off the coast of Taidong. I actually did an episode earlier about Green Island, where I talked about how to get there, what you could do on the island, etc., I'd also recommend you to check that one out. For real, though, the reason why I wanted to visit Green Island is because of the significance it carries for Taiwan's history, for it used to be the prison island during Taiwan's white terror period. So what is white terror in Taiwan? When was it? For listeners who know little of this history of Taiwan, fear not, we got you director Hong will share more with us in the interview later on. So now to give you a little bit of a crash course, quick background, info, introduction. Okay, so basically, in case you don't know, Taiwan used to be very, very different. The free and chill life we have right now was not a reality back then. Timeline-wise, the white terror era in Taiwan is generally considered to be from 1949 to 1992, and think of it as like a widest timeline to consider. 1949 was the year the then authoritarian Kuomintang government, or the KMT government, declared martial law in Taiwan. Those were some dark times, dark times. Around 140,000 people were imprisoned, more than 4,000 executed, most of whom were intellectuals, social elites, and even students. The KMT government then just retreated to Taiwan after losing the Chinese civil war against the Chinese communists and were paranoid of communist spies. There was a saying from the 1950s that I think really captures the horror of this era. It goes like, In English, it goes something like, The government would rather wrongly execute 100 people convicted than let one potential communist spy go. And that is a wrap of this very quick crash course on white terror in Taiwan. And I encourage you to read more about this era. Now, let's head on to the interview with the museum's director Hong Shifang. The interview was originally conducted in Mandarin Chinese, and what you'll hear is an English voiceover. Without further ado, let's head on to the interview section, and I'll be right back with you at the end. Director Hong, thank you so much for spending time here with us. What's a day like at the museum and what types of visitors does the museum receive? The
1: National Human Rights Museum has two branches. One is the Jingmei branch in New Taipei City, and the other is the Green Island White Terror Memorial Park on Green Island. Green Island is one of Taiwan's outlying islands. It used to be a prison island in the white terror era of Taiwan, which we'll get to later. For the Jingmei branch, we usually receive school groups like high schools and universities. For Green Island, people usually go as part of their travels, so mostly individuals or small groups. After Nancy Pelosi's visit to the Jingmei branch in August of 2022, we've seen a rise in visitor numbers. We also provide multilingual audio guides in Mandarin Chinese, English, Taiwanese Hakka, Korean, Vietnamese, Thai, which visitors could borrow.
0: After a six-year planning stage, the museum was finally opened to the public in 2018. What are some biggest challenges for the museum so far? We
1: hope to bring the history and issues of human rights closer to the people, especially narratives that are sometimes left out in textbooks. The museum covers the history of the white terror era in Taiwan from around 1949 to 1992, so we're dealing with a difficult history. And the general public might find it too distant or too dark and don't know how to relate to it. Another challenge is the process of getting historical records. A core of our work is working with survivors of white terror and collecting oral histories. Their stories are important and crucial for our understanding of that era, yet as they are aging and with elders passing away, it's a challenge. Also, each survivor would likely have different memories of the same space and time, so it also takes effort to organize what they share. Overall, I would say, since it's a dark side of Taiwanese history, many people, stakeholders like survivors, families of survivors, scholars, etc., tend to have different opinions on how the museum should present this history to the public. We would have countless meetings, for example, to find ways that reflect a good balance.
0: Coming back to the physical space of the Jingmei branch, for example, many are historic buildings, and what's the story behind them?
1: The grounds of Jingmei branch used to be a military law school in 1957 and has gone through many changes. One of the main areas to see is the Ren'ai building, and visitors could also see the restored prison cells, areas for lower security prisons, uh, and more. Visitors can see the first court, which was where trials in 1980 for the Kaohsiung incident took place. And people can walk through the military court where sentences were carried out. One thing I'd like to share is that many people have different takes on how restoration should be done in the historic sites related to white terror. Some elderly survivors think the museum should keep most of the sites as they are. In general, the museum approaches it with methods similar to those for historic buildings, and we do preserve parts of it, while some parts we do minimal restoration. For Green Island, it's the same approach. For example, we keep most of the trees that have been on the ground.
0: What approaches does the museum use to bring these stories closer to the public?
1: That's what we've been focusing on, to be honest, since most people find these topics a bit dark and serious and don't really know where to start. We aim to use a diverse mix of approaches, such as through visual art, performance art, videos and digital tech, uh, and storybooks. For example, we have the Green Island Human Rights Art Festival, where people can get to know about human rights issues through art. We also have the Taiwan International Human Rights Film Festival, and it'll be on until late November this year also by way of virtual reality like the award-winning VR immersive experience The Man Who Couldn't Leave. In that piece, the story is centered around a farewell letter from a young man sentenced to Green Island prison during the White Terror, awaiting for his unknown fate.
0: So I actually visited Green Island in June, and the main reason for me was to see the Green Island White Terror Memorial Park, and I highly, highly recommend people go. So what could people see there, and what's the significance this place holds for Taiwan's history?
1: Green Island White Terror Memorial Park used to be a prison for political prisoners during the period of the White Terror in Taiwan. This past makes it one of the most important historic sites of injustice in Taiwan's history. People from home and abroad can witness Taiwan's hard road to democracy. One of the main areas in Green Island, the Oasis Villa, was the prison that reflects the Taiyuan incident in 1970s where a group of people advocating for Taiwan's independence were either sentenced to prison or executed by the Kuomintang or KMT government back then. If people want to see more of the 1950s and 60s, what happened during the height of the White Terror, I'd suggest visitors start from Swallow Cave and move towards Oasis Villa so it's chronological.
0: So during the White Terror era in Taiwan, what are some reasons, or should I say quote-unquote excuses, that could get you arrested by the authoritarian KMT government then? The
1: time of the white terror in Taiwan is generally considered to have begun when the KMT government declared martial law in Taiwan in 1949. It was not long after the KMT troops retreated to Taiwan uh, after losing the Chinese Civil War to the Communist Party. The KMT government were paranoid of communist spies, and they wanted to enforce and legitimize their rule of Taiwan. So when the government learned about any voices that were potentially not aligning with their values and priorities, They would arrest those people as quote-unquote political prisoners. Furthermore, there is little to no justice or consideration of human rights during the trial process since it was all done under military laws. Under the Punishment of Rebellion Act, uh, one person could decide the fate of political prisoners. The KMT government could just frame up a case to capture you. I visited several elderly survivors, and their stories really speak volumes. For example, I talked to Mr. Mao Fu Zheng, who was framed and sentenced to prison for five years or so, several of which he served on Green Island. When he shared his story with me, he ironically joked that it's because he has a punny name, Mao Fu Zheng, which sounds like supporting and legitimizing Chairman Mao in Chinese. Another important survivor is Ms. Zhang Changmei. Her story was that she was in a study group in high school, and that study group was then accused of being a communist spy group. And for that, she was sentenced to prison. Another survivor, Mr. Yang Guoyu. He was part of a school play when he was 18, helping the crew move props, and the KMT government accused the production of spreading critical thoughts against the government. Yang was sentenced to 10 years in prison on Green Island. I still remembered how he showed me the scars on his legs. The KMT police tortured Yang to extract a confession out of him. I've also met with the therapist working with white terror survivors, and the therapist shared that many elders still come to therapy because they suffer from PTSD even though they're in their 90s now.
0: Well, thank you for sharing those stories. And I'm curious, what are some programs the museum organizes for survivors? And what are some educational programs the public could join?
1: Each year, around Tomb Sweeping Day in April, we organize a memorial gathering for white terror survivors who have since passed away. Also on May 17th every year, this is an important day to remember because the first batch of political prisoners were sent to Green Island on this day in 1951. We organize programs on Green Island and invite survivors and their families to join. Also, each year on International Human Rights Day, December 10th, the museum organizes a big event, and we'd invite special guests like the president to join us. We also have human rights art festivals and the Taiwan International Human Rights Film Festival. We welcome you all to join us.
0: Well, Director Hong, thank you so much for your time. And towards the end, could you share with us a brief welcoming message for all the listeners out there?
1: Hello, I'm Hong Fang, the director of the National Human Rights Museum in Taiwan. Hope you find a time to visit the mu- museum. Both the German White Terror Memorial Park and the Great Island's White Terror Memorial Park. Thank you.
0: And it's me, right here with you. So that was a wrap of my interview with Director Hong. Besides what we talked about, there are so many other things to share, there are also many other exhibits and special exhibits on human rights you could see at the museum, like When Temporary Becomes the Ordinary, Days of War for Ukrainian Women, a special exhibit on Ukraine since Russia's invasion in 2022. And the exhibit at a different location, titled Taiwan's Long Walk to Freedom of Speech, which will be on till April of 2024. It's at Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall's First Floor Gallery. And I want to talk more about the VR immersive short film we mentioned, The Man Who Couldn't Leave. It's directed by director Chen Xingyi. In 2022, The Man Who Couldn't Leave won Best Experience of Venice Immersive at the Venice Film Festival. Director Chen was also invited to be the chair of the judges for this year's Venice Immersive Competition. Huge shout out to Chen and her team. I experienced this work at the 2022 Taipei International uh, International Book Exhibit. I was tearing up in the headset I was wearing. The Man Who Couldn't Leave is a powerful work that I cannot recommend enough. You can look it up on YouTube for the trailer and highlights. Trust me, it will leave a great impression on you. And when you visit the Green Island White Terror Memorial Park, you would see the room with wax figures where the man who couldn't leave is set. You could also see powerful displays about labor reform for political prisoners. The quote-unquote labor reform process was essentially a form of punishment and also brainwashing conducted by what's called a new life correction center for political prisoners. You would also see replicas of little stools prisoners had to make for themselves to sit in these quote-unquote lessons, which were designed to brainwash political prisoners with KMT propaganda. At Green Island White Terror Memorial Park, you could also see some KMT propaganda slogans marked on the walls and carved into rocks as a sign, like the one not too far away from the entrance of Oasis Villa. During my interview with director Hong, we also talk about the film Untold Her Story, Liu Ma Go Shu Hao, and I'd like to recommend the film to you as well. Untold Her Story is directed by Zhou Meiling. This movie is set around 1953 during the White Terror era. The story centers around a group of female political prisoners, or quote-unquote thought prisoners, who were sentenced to Green Island prison because of their quote-unquote potentially rebellious thoughts against the KMT government. And these prisoners were only let out of their prison cells to participate in the so-called re education classes, and carry out hard labor. Many scenes you'll see in Untold Her Story are filmed on Green Island, on the grounds that are now the National Human Rights Museum. This film also touched on sexual violence some female prisoners suffered from military officials during their time in prison. Yet, I'd say don't worry too much if you're worried about very triggering scenes. The film uses subtle hints to indicate injustice related to sexual violence, while there are some direct physical violence scenes and gore shown in the film as expected, mostly with military officials beating up prisoners. Just to give you a heads up, I hope it's helpful. I went to watch it the first week it came out, and it was actually a special screening where director Joe joined us for a discussion towards the end of the screening. I highly recommend this film to you. I think it would give you a pretty good background and a depiction of what white terror was like in Taiwan. Not a spoiler, but towards the end of the film, it gives out a hopeful note and encourages you to reflect on the untold stories of history of where you're from. There are so many things to recommend from the National Human Rights Museum. If you go to their official website, you can actually watch many, many videos of oral histories from elderly political victims who had been through white terror. Head to their website, click Learn With Us, and you will see oral history, videos, and documentary. And they have English subtitles as well. Another website to recommend is called Historical Sites of Injustice Archive, also run by the museum. So far, the content on the website is all in Mandarin Chinese only, unfortunately, but it has photos of historical sites reflecting the history of White Terror in Taiwan. Like, you could see photos of Green Island White Terror Memorial Park on the website. It also provides historical background of each site and also some lesson plans educators could use. And wow, that was a lot of me talking. Hope it was alright. Anyway, to wrap up today's show... I highly, highly recommend you go visit both branches, the Jingmei White Terror Memorial Park and the Green Island White Terror Memorial Park on Green Island. If you plan to go visit Green Island, hey, you should not miss out on visiting the museum. I know Green Island is very famous for the scenery, how beautiful, absolutely beautiful the ocean is, you know, diving, snorkeling, walking around the island and all that. But on top of that, highly recommend you to go check out the museum. By the way, stay tuned on my shows as I will be interviewing a very special guest, a political victim and survivor of white terror very soon, so stay tuned. Towards the end, of course, a huge, huge thank you to director Hong Shifang and Zhang Yanchang from the museum again, also museum guide Lin Yanting on Green Island. Thank you for listening to this episode as well, listener. If you're in Taiwan or visiting Taiwan very soon, go visit the National Human Rights Museum. All right, take care, and I'll see you again next week. Bye! Hey y'all, you're listening to Radio Taiwan International and if you're liking what you're hearing we've got so much more on our website go to en.rti.org.tw and you'll see a programs tab click it and pick your flavor from current events to pop culture to island advice to fantastic fiction come check us out at en.rti.org.tw
1: Did you enjoy our program, or do you have any questions or feedback on what you just heard? Email us at rti at rti.org.tw, that's rti at rti.org.tw, and we will respond to all of your comments. We look forward to hearing from you.
0: Do you sometimes prefer to watch the news instead of read about it? Check out the RTI English YouTube channel where we post daily videos that cover everything from politics to cultural events and other breaking news. Feel free to share your feedback and thoughts in the video comments or write to us at our email, english at rti.org.tw.